St Andrews is famed for setting students up for life. You either leave St Andrews married or an alcoholic, so goes the expression. This week, on Valentine's Day, both Isabel and I from St Speaks headed to the Criterion to delve deeper into this topic and to work out whether there is any truth in this expression. Today, we ask pub goers about love, what it is, how to get it, and what it looks like in St Andrews. From The Saint, I'm William Finlater. This week on Saint Speaks, love in St Andrews. Apparently, mm-hmm. that's the rep. What do you think is the most memorable day you had at St Andrews? Either um, good or bad? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, I think probably my most memorable memorable day was when I just ended up going on a pub crawl with this girl, and like it just it kind of ended up like because I was like dodging all my friends in other pubs. We went to like the roguest pub we could go. Like, and we went to the same and wait out for a bit, which is too bright. Did you get to the new end? No, no. No, no. We managed to make it to the Jigger. So yeah. The yeah. And then I saw walk back on West Sands. That was a really fun date. Did um, you see her again? Was that our second date? There was. There was? Yeah, yeah. yeah ended up, ended up seeing her for like two months at one point. But, uh, I thought that was successful. It was a really, well, relationship's a bit <laughs> strong. Situation. Situation. Exactly. Um, thing with St. Andrews, like, if you're in a, I feel like you need, if you're in like a proper commission relationship, there's like so much to do, like, it was quite intense to invite a first date or a second date to like the aquarium. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard of anybody being like, sweet, let's go on first date to the aquarium. I've heard, I've heard of it, and, and it's been disastrous. And, and have you been in proper relationships in St Andrews? Yeah. No, so I, I had a relationship my whole first year with someone up from a different uni. And then COVID happened in my second year, so like, the dating scene kind of collapsed, and then ever since then, all the singletons who were like, kind of became single in COVID, still kind of trying to recover. And since you've got what, we've got three, four months left, mm. got any hope of meeting the one? You either leave here, married or an alcoholic, so you know. How's it looking? <laughs> I sit here clutching like, like a pint at like 4.30 in the afternoon, so you can kind of tell where it's going, but I don't mind, you know. And it's Valentine's Day today, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to treat it like another Tuesday, although the realisation that so many of my friends are in relationships is kind of uh, a grating one when you know, you're trying to make plans and realise that no one's free. Everyone's got their little, you know, cute, cute date night. It's quite hard to avoid the presence of Valentine's Day. I know. Yeah, it's, it's with roses, that's what gets you. Did you get given a rose? I did not get given a rose. Despite apparently all my dates, but yeah. Oh well. Did you send anybody a rose? Uh, I got my academic wife a big card from Aldi. That's nice. Yeah, but um, <laughs> apart from that, I don't know. I feel like Valentine's Day is just geared to make single people feel a little bit guilty sometimes. Yeah, I think that's like a specifically thing as well. I think because it's so small, it really is shoved down your throat. All the all the brunches and the, uh, but you know. It sounds like I'm bitter. I'm not bitter at all. I'm very happy they found love. But, you know, I'm clutching my Guinness and 
Leah, you say you're emotionally celibate. What does that mean? Why have you made that decision? Well, there are times, I think, in St. Andrews when you need a bit of a reality check. Um, I think St. Andrews is small, so on one hand, it's easier to meet people relatively. On the other hand, if you don't find the right person, it gets a bit frustrating, especially when you get to like third or fourth year because you're like, Jesus Christ, what is wrong with me? Probably nothing is wrong with you. It's mainly just not in St. Andrews, just not in St. Andrews, exactly. Um, so I would say emotional celibacy, I like to talk about it also sometimes in a funny way, but I do strongly believe it's something that is helping me a lot in my daily life in the sense that if we think about emotional celibacy, it doesn't, it doesn't mean, oh, I don't want to be in a relationship, right? It's more like I don't want to be upset about the idea of being in a relationship or I don't want to be upset because I want to be in a relationship or I don't want to be upset because I end up in a situation. So it's more like kind of avoiding all the situations that would make me associate associate negative feelings to either my emotional or sexual life. Exactly. It's, if it happens, it happens. But like, if not... It's more like, if I get invited, I will go. But it's also... I'm kind of being cautious, not because I'm afraid of getting hurt or anything, just because right now I might... You know, I don't want to be upset. Mm. That's mainly... Prioritizing your own emotions kind of thing. It's more like, yeah, I need to understand my own emotions before I can explain to someone else how they work. So that also falls into that category of that, those moments in life in which you're like, I can't really be in a relationship because I can't give you any instruction booklet on how I work. So it would be so unfair to make you figure it out. Mm. Should give you some help. So yeah, emotional celibacy should be intended at that moment in which Kind of think about where you stand and what you want to do and how you want to do it, right? This is Alia, he's in fourth year. Hi everyone. And you've been round the block, Alia. It's oh. an oh. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, man, nah. Do you believe in born love? again, born again, but yeah, I think love is great. I want all my friends to be in love. I think people are happier when they're in love. I think everyone should try and be in love. Are you in love now? No. No. Not right now. You've just missed me, though. Okay, you are. I was. Call me like two weeks ago, and I oh was. Oh, God, was there a big breakup? Yeah, but give me another two weeks, so I'm sure I'll be back. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. you will. <laughs> I can't get away from it. <laughs> I can't get away from the stuff, you know? Pretty good. Um, and St. Andrew's dating, how have you found it? Oh, my God. Uh, I, I back it. I think, oh God, I think for men, it's like ridiculous. I think it's like... You've got a big choice. Yeah, it's not really. It's not. It's... Yeah, well, I think actually, I was thinking about this. I think... I was thinking, like, when you're dating in, like, a big city, right? Let's say you're, like, dating in London. One of you lives in, like, Northwest, and in the Southeast. Mm -hmm. You see each other, like, four days a week, go and do something cool, spend, like, four nights a week with each other. Mm -hmm. Whereas when you're dating here, it's, like, such a thing, you know? Yeah, you're seeing each other every day. You're seeing each other's beds every night. And that's why I think dating here can be such this, like, crazy thing to look at. But when you go into the real world, you're chilling after that. Mm -hmm. So, like, sets you up well. And nothing will ever be as much pressure as it is. Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly. So I think it all gets better. That's bad. So I'm if on you my... want to take a girl on a date in St. Andrews, where would you take her? What would you be your recommendations to the people not as quite as skilled in the dating game as you are? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, pine. 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 Pine with... God, this makes you sound... Pine with a part... Like, somewhere to go after. Yeah. Like, so it... If, if things haven't gone how maybe you'd want them to go it gives you both a get out clause mm -hmm. and if it is going well it gives you momentum something to look forward to mm -hmm. you know you're not just sitting and drinking and talking you know maybe there's a house party or an event or whatever yeah. something to get to yeah that's good advice so, yeah, yeah 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 instead and, of just pubs, which pub yeah which pubs most romantic um, I think the crit I think the crit is a a, a, a lovely establishment 
Um, I'm back in the way pack. It's a bit moist. It's a bit dank. I feel but like you take someone to the way pack when you don't want to be seen with them. Yeah, that is part of it. <laughs> that is part of it. In general, that is part of it. Not back in the dunny. Aquins is super intense. What about, what about any of the golf course ones? Oh, that's a bit intense. I was in the one underbar. I that's think the one underbar is gorgeous. Very I'm on business if I'm in a date in the one underbar. Oh, I am. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, <but on laughs> that's, a bit, that's, that's a bit. You're on serious intention, I think. Maybe third date rooftop yeah. bar. Yeah. You have to work uh, up to that. Yeah, yeah. What's your name and what year are you in? Hi, I'm Soph. I'm a third year. And what do you know about love? I think humans spend too long running from the instinct that love is the answer. Like, we say that, and then we try and find all these other answers. And actually, just fucking love is the answer. Love is what makes the world go round. And do you think you've found love in St Andrews? Uh, I think I've found and lost love over life, but that's just it, isn't it? Yeah. You learn to love loads of different people in your time. And yeah. do you think love happens instantly, or does it grow? I think it grows. I do think it grows. I think... Yeah, I think it grows. I think you can have a really amazing connection with someone and that can fade in a couple of days. And I think you can feel quite neutral towards someone and then it grow into, like, a really strong connection over time, so... And what does love feel like? I think it feels like comfort. And I think it feels like drive at the same time i think it keeps you like going um, hi ed how's it going uh very well thank you william um and um why do you think valentine's day is important well i guess to answer this question it's important to look at a brief history of valentine's day or not very brief we might as well stem all the way back to the roman era i mean when emperor claudius first <laughs> insisted that Roman soldiers were better if they were single. There was uproar within the community. Um, one of the three St. Valentines of the time, we don't know which one it would be, but they were all martyred just in case, suggested that actually the soldiers should not put up with this new law that refused them to be married ever. And so, quite frankly, it's, a, it's an act of defiance, Valentine's Day. It's not a conspiracy by card companies, but it's actually just love conquering war that's quite sweet if you look at it in that way well, so what are you that is the that? only I way to say it so obviously so. this is important to you Ed so what are you doing on your Valentine's Day celebrate I guess I'm still just a soldier <laughs> <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be heading out to the front lines and uh the front lines of what? Of the pub. <laughs> I to the pub with my fellow soldier friends who have listened to Emperor Claudius, maybe. Uh, so you're happy being single? It's cool. Oh, yeah, being single is great. Being a single soldier. Yeah, single soldier. And especially in St. Andrews, that must be kind of fun, Single eh? St. Andrews soldier. Do you think being <laughs> single in St. Andrews, do you think that's a good experience? I do think it's a good experience. I think it's such a small town that you're inevitably going to get into battles if you, uh, if you end up with... with the wrong we've got we've got disagreement here. Um, this is introduce yourself, Mafalda and Phoebe. Um, and a disagreement on love at first sight, it seems. So, um, maybe Phoebe, what's what's your view on this? I don't necessarily believe in love at first sight, but I do believe in attraction at first sight. And I think it's fairly obvious when you meet someone whether they're going to be a love interest or a friend. I think it's quite different because I need to get to know the person and like understand their personality. So even if I don't think that I'm like necessarily 
like when I meet them I'm not immediately attracted to them but then over time like speaking to them I'll get to know what they're like their personality and that, that makes me more attracted yeah. I don't necessarily think it's a purely aesthetic thing because I agree. I think looks can only take you so far and you find that that dwindles pretty quickly. But I think just in terms of, I find auras very strong, especially in terms of like how So do you think it's interact. like a thing to do with energy? Absolutely, absolutely. Because nothing is ever one-sided. It's how your energies interact together. Yeah. And what, what? I guess that's true. But just like from personal experience, I've had people that I met and didn't necessarily think I clicked with. And then after just like speaking to them for a while, I realized like, that I might actually, I don't know, that I could be attracted to them in that way. I guess maybe a related question is like a friend versus like a lover. Do you think there's like a strong divide between those two things? Like, like quite quickly, like you keep, so keep like understand one as like a friend and one as something like maybe more or something. I've never experienced the friends to lovers trope. So in my mind, I think there's very clear division, but maybe that's where I'm going wrong. Like maybe there should be more of a friends to lovers trajectory. And it and it sounds like you're more like that. No, I agree. I've never had a, like I've never experienced friends to lovers trope either. But I do feel like it can happen. But I think I'm just too like I just I'm too conscious of like ruining a friendship to actively like go for that. I think. So. Do you think St Andrews is too small a place for a relationship? Yes. <laughs> probably. Um, I've n- yeah, probably. It's qu- unless you're very independent and you know how to like manage your time and make sure that you're having enough distance and like being having time for yourself because it can get quite claustrophobic. I think you need to be so protective of your independence. And that's something that like a relationship within St Andrews kind of attacks. Yeah. So you need to you need to protect that, and it, the the extent to which your relationship will be successful depends on how well you can do that. Because like the trope is that you leave like St Andrews married or an alcoholic, and you can sort of see like they're an annoyingly close couple sometimes, and you can't sort of break into that. That sounds targeted. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Or why St Andrews is known for like matchmaking and like having couples leave and get married because if you are in a relationship here and you do make it work, I think it's something that you can't. It's like an experience that you guys share and you know how to like be together and also I don't know. I think it's a very shared experience that brings you close together if you can make it work and that's where so many. I think it's a romantic place by nature. It's kind of like an idyllic setting to be in a relationship. But that is like far too romanticized in my opinion. Yeah, this is Alex, uh, the viewpoint editor. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think some people might uh, think that I'm inclined to cynicism on the point, which to an extent I am. But I think, I think love is pretty important for people's daily lives. Um, I think if, if anything, if we could discern one thing that's the most important about a life well lived, it would probably be love, proper love or good love, I think. Can I, ask, can I ask you, Alex? Yeah. I think this is useful for understanding love. What do you think the opposite of love is? 
I don't think it's hatred. I do not think it's hatred. I actually think hatred's quite close to love uh, in many ways, uh, in terms of like its obsession, its kind of obsessive nature, um, maybe the passion as well behind it. I think the opposite of love is something approaching. I'd also, I'm going to pose you the same question, but I think it maybe approaches something close to disinterest or kind of total ignorance with regards to somebody. So, so like love's almost passion in a way. I think irritation is the opposite of love. That's irritation. Yeah, I think there's a bit of a fine line between irritation and if, what, if, if, you just, like what, if you just annoying. find someone so annoying you can't sp- stand to be in a room okay, with them, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's... Well, I kind of agree with that, it's only indifference. Yeah, yeah. Can, I, can I suggest power? Yeah. Power is the... Why, why do you think that, Inigay? Because I think that ideal love is about giving yourself up to powerlessness and dissolving your own ego and your own self. That's quite deep. I'd like to say that's a very, that's a very uh, profound answer. Um, and I, perhaps also actually true, because uh, I think I think it was like, um, but it's very difficult. Uh, an interesting thing about that is that the last time I read or saw that idea of like resignation, kind of rather than power being a key part of love, was in uh, I think it was Kierkegaard. He's obviously quite um, old-fashioned, nineteenth uh, century. So in a time retro where we in, retro, yeah, retro <laughs> philosophy. Let's put it that way. So when it comes to the modern day, for example, I mean, do you think it's necessarily a? Do you think that's a? Do you think it necessitates kind of like um, his like, spiritualistic view? Or do you think like, because obviously you mentioned like an ego, like a, di- a dissolution of the ego. So even if you're not religious, you're kind of going beyond like anything material. Do you think it's, it's kind of about that? Well, it's about expanding the boundary of the self to include something that is not you. So you identify the self with two people in, a, in like an ideal platonic relationship. And I think that as soon as you bring hierarchies into relationships, structures of power, they cease to become like, that's where problems come in, basically. And do you think that nowadays, um, would you say that nowadays majority of relationships take that into account? Obviously, I'm not trying to say, oh, you're special, you're a kind of singularity, but maybe you are. Do you think the majority of relationships that you've seen abide by the principles you've set out? No. <laughs> Does that make you a cynic? With regards to other people's relationships. <laughs> yeah, 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 it does. Or, 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 or everyone has the capability to make a better relationship, the other way of looking at that. I mean, reality is, majority of relationships don't last. And actually, what's funny is that friendships last longer than romantic relationships. And I wonder why that is. Do you think, do you think human beings are doomed to love badly? <laughs> Or do you think it's a, do you think it's kind of what I'm asking is like, do you think it's like um, kind of more natural or do you think it's kind of the conditions in which we are presently? I think, I think human beings are like doomed to mistake a lot of things for love. So to like use love as a surrogate for feelings that they actually should be doing something do you, else. Do you think that's love as the way he describes it? Yeah, it can that. be. Yeah, it can, can be like be. a power, like a quenching of like a power thirst, for example. But I think. But that's that, not real love, in a way. No, no, it can't be. Okay, so we're going to go around the table and now ask what does everyone think the best way of letting someone know that you like them is um alex uh, i think i think using cliches is a very bad way to do it also cheesy chat up lines i don't like i think the best way to go about it is to tell people the truth um and if you can put that in a way that sounds nice and sounds romantic then that's fine but i think the truth is the most important george what what do you think do you think do you agree with alex is, um, it, is the truth it, the, what counts i think not like 
not being too exaggerated when you talk to them. Just like, if you like someone, just go and talk to them. Go and talk to them. The idea of a chat out line is ineffective because you like you have to come up with a really like intense, it automatically like puts intensity well, that's, in the conversation. That's never how relationships And you don't exactly want to do that. You don't want to do that. So you just like... Is it scientifically proven that no relationship has ever started in that way? Well, I think if you if you if you measured how many relationships, I, I would be like maybe in the low twenties mm. in all of human history. Um, any 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 particular views on, on, on how you let someone know? Hannah, do you have any views? Um, I'd say go and like do nice things for them, but like don't actually say. <laughs> so anonymous, anonymous. Yeah. Admirer. I think so. I think I'm probably really bad at like actually articulating myself. I think I think there's generally quite a big problem with English people and letting people know that you like them. Um, I think we're all quite repressed, or at least maybe I'm speaking for for everyone here. American. No. Yeah, Americans. Americans are good at it. Do you have any views? Well, I, just on the English point, we're far better at saying sorry than that we uh, like somebody. Yeah, I think we're in a perpetual state of guilt. Of guilt, I agree. So it's tough to, to well, say that you English like somebody. Done quite a few things, but I think from letting somebody know you like them, I think finding a romantic location and ensuring that your interactions always occur spontaneously within that romantic location is important. I think libraries and train stations and museums make for some of the most wonderful places to meet somebody that you like. Yeah, we were, Inigo, we were saying about about like if you're in a bookshop and you're looking at if you're looking at like someone's looking at books that you're interested in, that's a really good way to straight in and you can say like, oh, you're looking at them, I really like yeah. them. I think it's case by case situation based often. Yeah. I do think that actions speak a lot louder than words at the beginning of a relationship in terms of communicating to somebody that they're important to you. Anyone can use words, but actions demand like energy and time and resources, and I think that's probably the way I would communicate to somebody that they mattered a lot to me. I do think the difficulty with actions in that way, though, is it's very much like some, as in somebody's kind of transported a view of if we were to be a, an audience in terms of a book or a film and impose it upon the real life because in real life I mean for example if you watch a film and somebody's doing nice things the audience knows what's going on here so we can kind of put the two together but in real life a lot of times the actions are kind of kind of I, I don't know I do, I do think actions speak louder than words but if the actions can't be attributed but you have to have the words to tell the person how, well, how you feel precisely and there's a number of occasions where people misunderstand what an action necessarily means yeah. obviously well, and action, so actions don't speak if the actions speak words yeah but they might speak louder than words they might they might they might they might show like how much someone means to you but they can't like communicate precisely like, what, what that sort of feeling or their message is a lot unclearer it's than so risky to try and to try and give someone a message with like real clarity about how you feel about them by way of by way of action or by way of by speaking because you'd much rather just like oh you could always do it by letter we could go no could, no you don't even need to do that you can just do like a letters quite romantic compounding, uh, compounding subtle actions I think a letter is like a happy marriage of action and word because you've gone through the effort of actually writing a letter buying a stamp posting it all of that no one really does that anymore but you've also used the medium of language so maybe that's maybe that's our solution so all love based communications should be done in letter writing 
something I've said for a long, long time. I, I think <laughs> it is perhaps the best medium for it. Uh, but what if what if they don't even they've got no idea that you like them and you send them a letter saying I love you? <laughs> yeah, this is this is the risk. So we haven't incorporated the phrase a love text into our language. We talk about a love letter. But we don't have a love text. What about like you up X? Is that, 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 that is a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if love is the word that I attribute to that. So this is Mabel. Hi, I'm Mabel. I'm in fourth year. Um, history student. <laughs> history student. Absolute looker. Very intellectual. What does love mean Love to me. Love is like a weighted blanket and it makes you feel warm, secure, safe, happy, and alive. And I think that without love, life is a very sad place. For me, I get a lot of love from my friends and my family, and I think without them supporting me, in most of my ventures, I wouldn't be the person who I am today. So what do you think the difference is between friendship, love, and romantic Well, you see, now this is a whole new ball game, isn't it, really? I mean, I think your friends and family, they're sort of very reliable. <laughs> and then, when you start mixing in love in a um, romantic or sexual way, then that's when things can become a little bit tumultuous. Oh, there's a really great saying, what is it? Oh, yes, um, it's easy to love. No, it's easy to fall in love. It's hard to forget. It's something like that. But I think that's really true. I think it's very easy to fall in love and then you spend the rest of your life trying to sort of get over it. Do you think you only have one love in your life? No, I think you have more. But I think they're, well, for me personally, I think they're um, very hard to find. Do you think you've had any? Yes, I think so. I think I've had one. Okay, so they say you're meant to have three loves in your life. Three loves, yeah. If anybody who's listening would like to be in love with me, then um, me that would be good. If you want to be in love with me. You guys can be my number two out of three. And I'm actually, I'm looking right now, so... Hit me up. So if you're saying you're looking, that means you're open for dating at St Andrews. Yes, but no. I mean, that would. <laughs> St Andrews is quite a funny place because you feel like you sort of. Everybody knows of everybody. You bob around. It's like, oh, you know Dylan, who knows Jemima. You know, it's like, oh, it's a bit too incestuous. No, I made them up. <laughs> Anonymity is important on the radio. So if you're going to take, if you're gonna take someone out now on like a first date, oh, what yes. would be your ideal first date? Oh, that's like? great. Well, I would put them in my car um, and I would drive them out of St Andrews immediately. Uh, yes, yes, no, consent is key. And I'd then, I'd probably like to take them to a different beach somewhere at sunset, go on a little stroll, not too far, I don't really like walking, um, and then have sort of a picnic somewhere. I'm hoping the weather will be warmer, if not, in the car. I'm happy with that. So if you think if like people are looking for advice on like how they can get into the dating game, they should come to me. Yes. Um, I think jump jump in head first. If you're going to do it, you know, 
grab it by the balls. And how do you do that? Just approach people? Approach people, yes, approach people. I, do, I wouldn't recommend dating apps, but that's just me. Dating apps are very successful for lots of people. Um, my sister found her boyfriend, who is the love of her life, on Hinge. And But for me, no, I think I like him. Um, authentic. Authentic. A personal personal approach. And if there is someone I like, I then pursue. Are you, are you good at that? Do you think you're quite confident enough to just ask someone else straight away? No, I think I'm quite a confident person in sort of other realms of my life. But then when it comes to love, I'd go a bit shrimpy, actually. Yeah. Any questions, Bob? Um, not, not, not to mine. I mean, I, I'm quite interested in maybe like a broader discussion on dating apps. Okay. Like m maybe just everyone at the table. Like, what like what does everyone think of dating apps? Is that the right way to go about things? Could be. Says. Oh, oh no! All right. I'm not the question. It's a bit conversational. I think I think dating apps are pretty pretty bad news, William. Oh, really? I just I think they're a little bit untrustworthy. <laughs> like, I don't really trust people too much anyway, let alone people I don't know at all. I mean, I haven't been on any dating apps, but I hear that in St Andrews, from people that have been on dating apps, it's more like it's a, it's like you know the person on the dating app already. Mm. I don't know. If, is, is, has anyone been on a dating app here? No, talking to the wrong crowd, obviously. Yeah, no. It's good, like, here, when you use it, it's like you say, it's people that you know, so when you see them at an event, you're both, like, automatically, like, know that there's a possibility there. And in that sense, it's really good. Yeah. Yeah, my flatmate, she's with her lovely boyfriend, and they met her. Oh, they do? That's amazing, isn't it? I I can, uh, they are, they are very sweet. Anything that's a catalyst for love is surely a positive Yeah, it's thing. a good thing. Oh, well, you don't think Ed, so. no, no, that no, was I, really well said. I'm sorry. <laughs> Albeit a very sweet remark, on the surface. <laughs> <laughs> I, I fundamentally disagree. <laughs> there, there are two reasons I disagree. Firstly, I think, I think it takes out chance uh, and delegates chance to the workings of a machine, which is pretty satanic. Mm. Uh, and thereafter, I think it, it also becomes something akin to like a contractual relationship. Not obviously, obviously, if there are some people who have found relationships that work, it's all the better for them. But I think the majority of people are working on a different kind of contract when it comes to um, Tinder, the other main dating apps, and what they're actually expecting out of it. Yeah, I guess maybe also, it, sorry, sorry, yeah, bouncing maybe off of that as well. I think it is a very small percentage who actually do end up in absolutely beautiful love. Yeah, I mean, and especially on something like Tinder. Thanks to all those who took time out from their Valentine's Day celebrations to contribute to the discussion. This episode was produced by Isabel Loebscher and edited by William Finlater. We'll be back next week.